Welcome to the Grace College Podcast, a ministry of Grace Bible Church located in College Station, Texas. We desire to impact students who will impact the world for Christ. Hope you enjoy the talk and hang around for more after. Welcome. My name is Victoria Lorenz and I'm the college women's coordinator here. And I have the honor and privilege to announce who our guest speaker is today. His name is Dan Dillard and he is the team leader of crew here at Texas A&M. So let's go ahead and give him a warm round of applause. All right. Howdy. Howdy. Man, even after a hard loss, that's a great howdy, right? I know, that's, that's not, I know, that's not the best way to start the talk, but, uh, so like Victoria said, my name is Dan Dillard, I am the team leader of Crew here at Texas A&M, and I, I can't tell you how much of an honor it is to get to be here with y'all today. Uh, Kevin Barra has kind of taken me under his wing this semester, he's been a man that's been pouring into my life, and so I look up to him a ton, and, and when he asked me to come and speak with y'all, I was super honored and super privileged, and I'll get into my story a little bit more later. But the reason I'm so privileged is because eight years ago, as a senior in college, not walking with Jesus, I walked into the doors of a Grace College service, and my life was changed forever. I'll explain more of that here in a little bit. But I want to introduce my family to you all. They are way prettier than I am. So I am married to my beautiful wife, Sandy. We've been married almost for five years. We have two little girls, uh, Micah Joy, she's almost two, or sorry, she's two, almost three, and Evelyn Grace, there we go, all right, so this is Micah, uh, Sandy, my wife Sandy is holding Micah, and I am holding Evelyn, so y'all probably heard about missions here at Grace, so crew also does those missions, we, we get to partner alongside y'all and go overseas to these locations all over the world, Greece, South Asia, uh, East Asia, Sweden, all over the world, and it's, they're amazing, but let me tell you, I was pretty nervous to take a one-year-old and a two-year-old overseas for six weeks, to hop onto a college campus, to take language classes. But ultimately, I just had to say, Lord, I follow you. I, I trust you. And I, I want to I do what you want me to do. And that's what I want to talk with you about today is Jesus's invitation when he says, follow me. All right, so we're going to be looking. If you have a Bible, you can turn to the book of Luke chapter 5. We're just going to look at five or six verses in Luke chapter 5, verse 27. I'll let y'all turn there real quick. And as you're turning there, I'm going, to, I'm going to pray for our time today. I'm going to pray that the Spirit of God would be speaking through me to you all. And, and know this, I might be speaking to y'all, but I need this message just as much as y'all do. Right? So let me pray. God, I just want to say that we are yours that I am yours, God, I want to be a vessel used by you today, filled with your spirit, speaking the words that you would have me speak. Lord, I pray that you'd be opening the ears and the eyes of the people in this crowd to be hearing the words that you want to be speaking to them too, Jesus. pray that you would do mighty things in and through this message, and I pray that we would all walk away today with a, a step to take towards you as you invite us to follow you. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let's hop right in. Luke chapter 5, 27 through 32. I'm just going to read the first two verses. It says, After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. Jesus' invitation right here when he says, Follow me, it's a little bit, even though it's two words, what he's asking is, Be my disciple. 
Some of you, like the, I feel like that word is, is used in really weird ways, but the way that I like to think about it is be, my, be a learner of me. Be an apprentice of me. Follow me and let me teach you what it looks like to, to be more like Christ. And that's the invitation that Jesus is giving Levi right here. And look at his response. He, he leaves everything and he follows Jesus. Uh, immediately, I, I, I thought of like, why? 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 Why give up everything? Why leave everything? The, the Bible doesn't really say here. In my story, the reason that I began to follow Jesus is because he had life and he had hope. Okay? But I, I began to think about like, what did Levi leave? He, he left his, what seems like his job. He left maybe some friends at the tax booth. Maybe he left some money. But, but he had faith to get up and to trust that Jesus was better than what he was doing. And he followed him. So that's the first thing that as followers of Jesus that we need. If you have never said yes to following Jesus, you need faith to begin that relationship. If you have said yes to Jesus every day when your head leaves the pillow, you need faith to follow him that day. Faith, yes, is a one-time decision in salvation, but it's also a lifetime decision of trusting that where God's going to take you, he's going to provide for you. I had very little faith this summer before I got to East Asia. I was scared out of my mind. But coming back, my faith has grown. So that's, my, that's the first thing I want to talk to you about today is faith. We all need faith to follow Jesus. Now, as we move on in the passage, you're going to see that the Pharisees, they don't really like tax collectors. They were Jews who were taking money from Jews for this oppressive Roman government. So they would come to a Jew and say, all right, you owe us 200 denarii. Or whatever. I know that's a lot. but And then they would give 100 to the Romans and keep 100 for themselves. They were people that were stealing from their own people and working for the government that was oppressing them. And so not a lot of people liked Levi. He was not like, uh, people weren't just like walking up to him and be like, man, how's your day going, dude? It's good to see you, Levi. No, they were, if anything, they were like, crap, that's Levi, man. You know, they're like walking away from this guy. They're actually trying to get away from him in some ways. But Jesus looks at him and his invitation is to follow me. Know that that's the same invitation that he gives to each and every one of us. Let's keep going. Verses 29 and 30. It says, And Levi made him, talking about Jesus, a great feast in his house. And there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at table with him. And the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? So again, another people group that I want to explain here is the Pharisees. They were not followers of Jesus. They were followers of Moses. They were followers of the original law that God gave his people. And Jesus was not coming to abolish that law. He was coming to fulfill it. But in Leviticus 10, it says this. And this is, the, this is what these people are followers of. It says, You are to distinguish between the holy and the common, between the unclean and the clean. The Pharisees saw the tax collectors as unclean. Therefore, you don't be, you're not supposed to be around them. If that was the case, then I, in college, I was unclean and no one should have been around me. But people stepped into my life and shared the gospel with me. And my life has been changed forever. Okay? So that, that's the first thing that we have to understand. Why are they grumbling? Well, it's because they're following something different than what Jesus is bringing to the table. Of course, I lose my place. Here we go. 
The other thing I notice is, look at the people that uh, are, are here. Jesus is in Levi's house. Other tax collectors, other sinners are in his house. But also Jesus' disciples. The second thing that we need as followers of Jesus is we need people. We need God's people around us. But we don't just need God's people. We need to actually be bringing other people into that. If we are only hanging out with God's people 24-7, then how do we ever expect to fulfill the Great Commission? Right? If we are only hanging out with people that only know Jesus, you're probably going to grow apathetic and stale. Because I get more joy out of sharing my faith than anything in the world because I'm making Jesus famous by doing that. That's the second thing we need, is we need God's people, but we need other people too. Don't forget, go and make disciples of all nations. I know that Kevin talked about that a couple of weeks ago, but that's what, that's what we get to do. We get to share faith. God has invited us to be a part of bringing other people in. If you don't know how to do that, come and talk to me. I would love to do that. Let's, let's get good at doing those things. The other thing I noticed here is that Levi could have closed the doors to his house after Jesus and his disciples walked in, but he didn't. He allowed other tax collectors and other people to be a part, to get to see Jesus and get to experience that same life change that he got to experience as well. So the first thing we need as followers of Jesus when he invites us, whether you have said yes to Jesus or not, we all need faith, plain and simple. These are pretty simplistic terms. These are, this is a pretty simple message. But as we dive into it, it's a lot deeper than we actually think. So we need faith. We also need people. All right. Let's look at this last little chunk. Starting in 31. And Jesus, is, and Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I mean, Jesus' response right here is, is like mic drop worthy. Like he could have just like left. I know they didn't have microphones, but... You know, he, maybe he drops like a goat. I don't know. But like he could have, he, he could have just like left and been like, y'all think about that, you know. But he, he didn't. Like he, he actually is trying to help the Pharisees understand that they're just as sick. That they're just as broken. That they're just as dirty as everyone else is. Like as we think about Romans 3.23, it says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I love that Jesus is using a, a physical um, metaphor here to our spiritual wellness. You know, he says, those who are well have no need of a physician. Well, who is well apart from Jesus? Nobody. But those, it says, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Who is righteous apart from Jesus? Nobody. Psalms 14, 2 and 3 says this. The Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man. To see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good. Not even one. As I meet with students on campus, week to week, some of the things that I hear is like, like when I ask the question of like, do you think man is good? And they're like, yeah, I think people are are genuinely good inside. And I'm like, they're not. What if they're broken? In fact, not what if, they are, they are broken. All of us are broken. All of us are in need of repentance. 
That's the last thing I want to talk to you about. We need faith, we need people, but we need repentance too. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. That word repentance is, is super simple. It, it means to change your mind. And, and really, the Greek word does mean to change your mind. And what I always think about is like, okay, say partying, drugs, uh, cynicism, gossip, whatever that sin may be that we're delving into. It's not that I'm like, oh man, that's bad. I shouldn't be doing that. It's like, no, G- Jesus is better. No, no, no. G- Jesus has the answer. I'm going to change my mind. I'm not going to try and find life in this thing that's going to lead to death. I'm going to find life in Christ because that's where true life is found. As followers of Jesus, whether you have been following him for a lifetime or for a few days, you need faith every day. You need people every day. And we need to be practicing repentance on the regular every day. As I think about my story, as I think about what God has done in my life, I grew up in a home that followed Jesus. My mom was a children's minister at a Baptist church in Austin. And I went to a private Baptist school my entire life. The first time I actually ever went to a public school was at Texas A&M. You want to talk about sheltered? I'm right here. And when I got to Texas A&M, I joined a fraternity. I wanted to party. And that's what I was all about. And it was, it was really like innocent at first. You know, I was like, yeah, let's go have a couple beers. But by my junior year, I'm selling marijuana at the back of my fraternity house. And my life began to take a road that I didn't know I could get down that quick. And I'm like, man, I'll, I'll never forget. I was in my fraternity house. And I was on drugs. And I was in, in our bathroom. We have a green granite countertop. And I just remember putting my hands on it. It was ice cold. And I just looked up in the mirror and I was like, God, where am I, where am I going? What am I doing with my life? I don't like the road I'm going down. And it, it wasn't much long after that that I stepped into a Grace College service where a fellow named Mark introduced me to a man named David who worked on staff with crew. David shared the gospel with me that it's by grace that I've been saved through faith. It's not of my own doing. It's a gift of God. It's not a result of works towards God or away from him so that no one may boast. Jesus gets to boast. And when he shared that with me, I, I thought I had worked my, myself too far away from God. That I was hopeless. Probably how Levi felt in this place too. That we were just hopeless. That there, there's no reason for anyone to look at. He did. Someone shared the good news with me. And that day I said yes. And the next thing I did, I stepped into a group of men who loved me. Right? Not because of the clothes I wore. Not because of the girlfriend that I had. But because they loved Jesus. And their love overflowed into my life. And I also have gotten to invite my fraternity brothers from college into relationships with Jesus. In fact, that's why I even came back to Texas A&M. Two years after I graduated, I said, Lord, for four years of my life, I made disciples of destruction. And I want to now make disciples of Jesus. Would you let me go back and be a part of that? Here I am. Eight years ago, walked into a college service. Eight years later, I'm on stage talking to the college service. Praise God, right? That's amazing. Who in the crowd right now, who, who might be feeling that? Who, who, who is maybe feeling maybe too far from God? Or maybe you're feeling apathetic in your relationship with Jesus. Or maybe you feel like, all right, I don't have any friends that are Christians. Or maybe you're on the other side. It's like, man, I don't have any friends that aren't Christians. 
Here's my application for each and every one of us today. One of, one of, you're going to fall into one of these three categories. If you have never trusted in Christ before, I want to challenge you to take a step of faith and to say yes to Jesus. If you've never done that and you want to do that today, come and talk to me. Come and talk to any of these fellows. I don't know who the student leaders are in this room, but I'm sure that someone can help you find them. We would love to share with you what that looks like to take a step of faith and say yes to Jesus. Maybe you've been a follower of Jesus, but you don't have anyone older than you that's helping you follow him. Man, again, find some people in this room. Look around you. This is a community that walked in the door today and said, yeah, I'll wake up and go to church and listen about Jesus. Like, I, I want to go and, and give my morning to learning about God. If you feel like you don't have community, they're right here in this room. Okay? If you feel like you don't have any unbelieving friends, then I would also challenge you to take a step of faith outside of your comfort zone. Get to know people that you might even deem as unclean. All right? And the last thing, repentance, to change your mind. All of us can take a step here because we are all sinners. For everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Really consider, God, what is it in my life that you want me to start doing? What is, what is something you want me to stop doing? And, and what is a way that um, you can practice repentance, that you can turn from sin back to Jesus? Three simple things, faith. We need those things in our life. We need those elements in our life. Again, I'm, I'm thankful I had the opportunity to come and talk to you all today. I'm thankful that uh, God is at work in this place. It's amazing to see what God's doing in this room. Even just to know that you have had to move over here. God's at work. Continue to let him work in and through you, Grace Southwood. I'm going to close this out in prayer. God's simple truths. Simple truths is what is is how I began to change in my walk with you, Jesus. How you took me from a man not following God to a man who has married a a woman who fears you, who loves you, God, and and now that you have led me to be a discipler of men. Not so that I might be made famous, but so that you might be made famous, God. Lord, I pray in this room that whoever that is, whoever is maybe feeling far from you, that, that you would remind them of the invitation that you have to follow you. God, whoever it might be that um, yeah, need, needs to like walk away from something, maybe some repentance, God, I pray that you would be uh, just pointing at that peace in their life, God, that you want them to be giving up and to be trusting you for. Lord, it takes faith to follow you at that first decision of salvation, but it takes faith every day afterwards to say yes to you, God. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for the people in this room. God, be high and lifted up in our lives. And use us, Lord, we're your vessels. We love you, Jesus. For all these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right, guys, let's go ahead and stand. Table hosts, you guys are dismissed. You guys can go ahead and head out there. Um, the student says, you guys stay in here. I just want to encourage y'all, as we head into this this time of response, that Daniel spoke of these, these three groups, or these groups of people um, and y'all know which, which group y'all fall into. Uh, so I just want to encourage you guys as we head into this, this response time to begin your response to Jesus' invitation now. Take whatever step that you need to take right now. Guys, go out in faith. Take a step. Because Jesus is calling. The only thing left is for you to respond. So let's start that today.